currently we live in Chelsea. I, um, with my husband and my two boys, they're almost 10 and six. And my husband actually, um, was born and raised in New York city too, in Astoria, Queens. And, um, he's an NYPD. He's a, he's a detective. We're, we're pretty New York. So it's been a wild ride, but so much fun. Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hello, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks, and today's episode is going to be an energetic, informative, and eye-opening one on what it's like to raise children in New York City. Now, I know many of us may not be at this stage in our life yet, but others will be, and some of you may be already grinding it out in the greatest city in the world with little ones, but... If I'm honest here, ever since moving to the city and seeing mothers and parents on the streets of NYC with their little ones, I've literally just needed to know how they do it and what their thoughts are on raising New Yorkers. And I know some of you feel the same way through your outreach to me. So today I bring you one perspective of a multitude of ways little New Yorkers are being raised in the city, of course, but this story this particular story can almost be attributed as a unicorn story. Okay, let me tell you why. It's like I hit the New York lotto with my guest today, Bethany Braun Silva, who is raising two boy New Yorkers in the city with her NYPD husband in a rent-controlled apartment in the city. Now, rent-controlled apartments in the city, it's almost like a family heirloom. You cannot get these. You have to be a native New Yorker to pretty much fall into this. And did I mention they're both born and bred here in New York City? So really, you don't get much more New York than this, in my opinion. I'm so excited to share my conversation with Bethany as you'll fall in love with her love for the city and native stories from growing up around here, around celebrities. Also, just be so amazed at the whirlwind of things she must navigate raising little New Yorkers with the New York school system actually being at the forefront and the most rigorous things of all. So tip, tune in to start getting insight on how needing to know the NYC school system is going to be an absolute must if you're planning to have a baby here in the Big Apple if you've already had one and they're young, you know, this is information that is much needed. And of course, you'll also hear how Bethany couldn't imagine her boys not having NYC as their cultural playground, plus so many other tips on raising New Yorkers. Now, there's going to be a lot of resources mentioned in our conversation, but I've made sure to link all this information in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. And I've also added a few extra things that may be helpful So without further ado, here is my conversation with Bethany Braun-Silva. Hey 
Hey, Bethany, I am really excited to have you on the podcast today. We are talking a subject that I've been wanting to talk about for the longest, and it's raising New Yorkers. So welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thank you so much. I'm really great. Actually, I'm so excited to be here because, you know, as we talked about, I am a native New Yorker. I'm raising little New Yorkers, so I'm really excited to jump in today. Oh my gosh, so you jumped into the first question. And the first question is, are you originally a native New Yorker, which you are? So please tell us about that. Like, I am a native New Yorker and I wear it like a badge of honor. And I think a lot of native New Yorkers do. I was born and raised in Hell's Kitchen, New York in Manhattan Plaza, which has sort of come, I don't want to say to fame recently, but it's a building, it's a government subsidized building for people in the performing arts. So Alicia Keys was raised there. Donald Faison was raised there. So um, it's sort of just like, oh, Timothy Chalamet and his family. No. So, okay, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Timothy <laughs> and Alicia, everyone. Yeah, you got to look it up. It's Manhattan Plaza. It's really a really unique place in the heart of Manhattan. So I was raised there. Um, I lived there. Until my parents left, I think I was like 21, 22. My parents moved up to Harlem. I moved down to a rent-controlled apartment in Chelsea with another, like our family. My aunt had this apartment where I'm in right now. Um, okay. Yep, native New Yorker. <laughs> you said too many good stuff. I don't even know how to start unpacking that. But okay, so, all right. So Hell's Kitchen, I love how you know your celebrities in the area. That is amazing. Okay, and then so your parents are still in New York. You're in a, you said rent-controlled apartments in Chelsea? So it's like I moved from one government-subsidized apartment building to another. So I moved from Manhattan okay. Plaza to now I'm in um, Penn South, which, you know, like, it's crazy. I mean, if you just Google it, it's, it's sort of like not many people who aren't, like, born and brought up here know about it. It's like one of these, like, you know, what do you call it? Like a golden... Ticket. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard that is the expression, you know, and really I'll, I'll dive into a little bit more on that as we move along in our conversation. But OK, so tell me, what has your overall experience being a New Yorker been like, like a native for that matter? You know, it's hard to like think back and reflect like, is this just my upbringing? I don't know mm -hmm. any other way. But I have to say when I was preparing for this interview, my overall experience growing up being raised in New York City is an incredible one. Um, I think a lot of that had to do with, you know, the, the friend group that I fell into early on, you know, the schools that I went to, which are all public right. schools. Okay. Um, but I overall, it's great. And it's hard to leave. Like, I'm not going to lie because I'm just so used to the energy here and the, the way people communicate and just like being able to do anything at any time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah that have you ever, been... have you ever left New York city, lived anywhere else for a minute? Yeah, I lived. So I did a semester abroad in London. Mm -hmm. I went to NYU. I mean, come on. Like, I am such a New Yorker. Mm -hmm. So I did a semester abroad in London and then I lived for about two years in Los Angeles. Ooh, so you did like some big city areas. I love that. And yeah. I recently went to London for the first time. I loved it. I thought it was comparable to New York, a little different, but still high energy. How do you compare those two? I'm curious in your opinion to New York. Yeah. So, I mean, London was amazing. I was a college student. So it was like the perfect time of my life to go, but it shut down at 2 AM. Right? Like it kind of like, I don't know when I was there, it was shutting down. This is also yeah. back in 2005. So I don't know what it's like now, but it felt like right. it kind of shut down the subway, the Metro shut down. Like, like if you were still out past two, you had to walk your ass home. Sorry. <laughs> like there was like, no, but I was not used to that. And then, yeah. so, but I do think there is that the energy and the vibe and that sort of like 
that the, the architecture, you know, being able mm -hmm. to walk and not have to, you know, you, there's a great, they do have great public transportation. I think, you know, London has, you know, great diversity. I mean, nothing compares to New York City, but like it does have, it is really diverse. So I was, I appreciated that, but yeah, no, it was a great time. I bartended there. It was, <laughs> it was I love it. I love it. And Los Angeles just cares because I'm from Los Angeles. So I love to hear your perspective. Uh, I mean, Los Angeles is beautiful. The weather is always amazing. Mm -hmm. um, I found it really I found it a lot easier to like live a healthier lifestyle there, yep. but I wasn't crazy about it. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. It's two different worlds. People ask me this all the time and I like can say it's just two different worlds, right? Culture, yeah. by, like energy, everything with regards to that. But okay, back to New York City. So specifically, what are some things you like and dislike about New York City, Bethany? So what I love about New York City is that there's no place like it. Um, it's just unique in how I mentioned, like the energy. Like I was walking around yesterday. I in the matter of like five minutes, you see sort of everything and everybody. And it's just, people are out, their energy is like, and then what I also love about New York city is really just New Yorkers. Like everything's important and then nothing's important to New Yorkers. You know, yeah. like the train's not running is like the, a catastrophe, but then someone could be like passed out in front of you and we're just stepping over them. <laughs> like, it's just like, so I love New Yorkers. Uh, that's my favorite thing about New York. Okay. Um, the thing that I'm not crazy about, I guess, with New York is that well, one, I'm finding it really hard. I can't leave. Like, so I feel like it's sort of like ruined me for anywhere else. Like I just can't, I go and I compare. And if I'm like, I just can't, it's like, it's hard for me to leave. And then I would also say that, you know, if we're talking, I don't want to get into this so much, but like, you know, the, some of the politics of New York city and my kids are in public school. So yeah. there's some stuff that I think could you know, of course be, you know, better managed, but I think that's probably everywhere. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, you know, and I'm going to ask on some of those questions as we move into our second segment, but I thank you for, for noting those specific things. All right. So I want to hear from you. Like, what do you think it means to be a New Yorker? I, I mean, this is such a debatable question, right? I mean, and I want to hear it from a native like yourself, you know, native New Yorkers, we can be really bratty. Like if you're not from here, we really don't like people <laughs> saying that they're from here if they're not from here. And that even includes right. like, if you're born in like Yonkers or like Westchester, like you're mm -hmm. not from New York. Mm -hmm. But that is like, I think that's wrong because one of my favorite famous New Yorkers is Sarah Jessica Parker and she was born in Ohio. She's yep. like, she's our hometown girl, but yep. she was born in Ohio. <laughs> like, so, you know, so it's that, like you said, it's debatable. Um, mm -hmm. uh, but wait, tell me the question again. It just flew no, no, it's So like the term New Yorker, you know, like, oh. um, what is that? Like, who can call themselves one? Like, what, what is in your opinion? Like, do you have to be born here? Is it a mentality? Is it like your due diligence of 10 years? Like, what is it? Yeah. I think a hundred percent, like, if you're born here and you were raised here and you went to school here, you are a New Yorker. Even if you left, even if your parents grabbed you out of here at 10 years old, I don't know, like if you were born here, like, I feel like you can call yourself a New Yorker. Um, definitely. And then as far as like, you know, like transplants, I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to be polarizing, but it's really hard for me to, <laughs> as a native to say that like people from other places, you, I think you have to be here. I think some people say like 10, 15, I want to say, I want to say 20. <laughs> oh damn oh you just made this hard for me bethany all right and for Sorry. a lot of people no it's okay i respect you know specifically what that this means to you and so on this note um you know new york is new york there's nothing like it so i want to hear or know if there's like any type of only a new york story situations that have happened to you throughout i mean your whole lifetime here 
Oh my gosh. There's a lot. There's a lot of only in New York situations. I mean, like trying to like really I know I know it's such a like oh wait let me think about it we oh I mean there's like you know like how I mentioned like New Yorkers like we kind of like no no it's we're pretty jaded like it's kind of hard Mm. to impress us like you know I came up with some people who are like famous now I mean the cafe I go to with my husband for breakfast like Ethan Hawke is always there like so I think like that's kind of thing like while you know LA you see celebrities everywhere I think they're just more kind of like like enveloped into like the New York vibe here. So seeing celebrities, like I saw, oh, I saw Kate McKinnon yesterday walking down okay. 23rd street and it's like, nobody cares. <laughs> Girl, how, how do you spot them? Like, I, I mean, I don't even, I wouldn't right. even know how to, you have an eye for celebrities because Maybe. I mean, the culture is just so, you know, you're looking down fast, going fast down the street and so forth, unless you really observe, you know, yeah, I will, see them. but I will say one of my, like kind of only in New York things. I know we're going to get into the parenting and the kids things, but when I was, I lived in Astoria, my husband, that's where he's from. And we, while my older son at the time, he was four, we moved back to Manhattan, but he was in pre-K there. And this is like a universal pre-K program. Like, so we didn't pull him out. So we were commuting for my son to go to pre-K across boroughs. So that's like kind of like an only in New York thing because the school system here is insane, but it's also like, if you get a good school, it's like, you got to do what you have to do. (laughs) Oh, and I have a question on this, but I'm going to ask it now. So like, did you say borough wise, like Manhattan has some of the better public schools or you just, yeah, this is, so this is probably actually when you asked me, what is the my least favorite thing about New York? Mm -hmm. It's not the New York city public school system. It's sort of like the admissions process and all of that. Mm -hmm. It's nowhere like this in the world. Like you can Mm -hmm. just hop over to Westchester and it's a different ball game, but like kids are applying to pre-K your four-year-old is applying to a pre-K program and might get rejected based solely on the fact that there's no space. It's not Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. but what I, oh, this is actually an, a good only a New York story. I would, when I moved back from LA, I got immediately pregnant, like pretty much. And I was working retail at Equinox at like one of their retail shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, Equinox on the Upper East Side. So we already know like Upper East Side ladies. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was, I would think I was seven or eight months pregnant, like visibly pregnant. And the women came up to me and they're like, where's he going up? Where's, where's he going to preschool? Wow. I was like, he's not even earth side yet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, but in a sense, like it caught me off guard, but it really shouldn't because I grew up here. So I kind of know, but like when you're going through it as a parent, it's like, wow. And then I think about all the stuff my mother went through with the public school, getting me, I didn't go to school where I live, like traveling, all of that. So yeah, it's crazy. What you painted here is like, it's literally a process for like, you know, getting your kids into school and especially like pre-K and all that. So it's like, I mean, start thinking about it when the baby's in the oven. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. And especially one of my best friends um, just moved to Brooklyn and she was, before she settled on a place, she called me and she said, what do you, what about this school system? Like before she was even going to put like money down on a place, she was thinking about the schools, like the school okay. district rather. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that is definitely a huge, huge component of living in New York city, learning the public school system is it's like a full-time job. And there are really good resources out there like Chalkbeat. It's a great website, but I would say if you're, um, you know, going that route, having kids want to go through the public school system in New York city, be prepared to, you know, really buckle down and learn what it's all about. Wow. We are definitely putting you as a resource for this on, you know, how to find out 
specifics with regards to school. Okay. So I, I love that. Thanks for sharing multiple own your New York stores. If someone's looking to move to New York city, you know, looking to move here after the pandemic, we're still, you know, coming out of it, but it's, it's, it's a new New York. Would you say it is a new New York? And then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. It's kind of like, I feel it's like new. It's like back. Like it's, it's new. If you haven't lived here, like, like when I grew up in Hell's Kitchen, that's sort of the vibe. It was dangerous. It was a little bit dangerous, a little bit seedy. You know, my father also worked in Hell's Kitchen at a restaurant and the cops would always tell him, you got to walk down the middle of the street coming home. Don't walk down the sidewalks. I don't think New York City is that bad right now, but I really see like, it's like the new old New York. Like, I feel like it's kind of like how I was coming up, like not as safe, um, you know, it's great that we're getting like the arts back and restaurants and right. all of that, because that is such like the heart of New York. Um, so when that was cl- closed, I mean, I think it was, it was devastating. It's devastating. Like it's like, it, it was, it was really hard, but I stayed throughout the whole entire pandemic with my husband and my two boys in this apartment in Chelsea. And it was definitely rough, but I love to see that it's sort of coming back. I mean, I think there's so many apartments still empty. Our, like our public school that my kids go to that one of my kids goes to, I think they're still down like a 30% enrollment rate. Wow. But um, I think, you know, it, it can, I don't think New York, you can't kill New York. <laughs> so okay, Never. Like, yeah. Never. It, so. it always comes back and comes back stronger to uh, an extent, right? Like yeah. it, it's like something, yeah, that just keeps recreating itself. So I love that you said these things. All right. Newbies wanting to move to the city. Any advice that you'd give them? You know, I would say um, try to assimilate as best as possible. Um, like learn, learn your corner store, like, like learn the people that you're going to be like, get to know the people that you're going to be interacting with on a daily basis, but maybe don't try to like get their life history. Like, yeah. I think you can be friendly, but like nobody in New York, New Yorkers are like mind your own business. So yeah, like, yeah. so try to assimilate, but like, and then like, you know, learn the subway systems. Blah, blah. There was something, and I, I didn't know you were from Los Angeles, but okay. I, I saw this meme the other day that it kind of resonated with me. It's like people in Los Angeles are nice, but they're not kind. And then people in New York are not nice, but they're kind. So I'll tell you how to get where you need to go, but then that's it. <laughs> like, yeah, don't okay. me for anything else. Perfectly noted there. All right. So assimilate. Um, and with regards to New Yorkers, just as a whole, uh, you know, I, I asked this question a couple of my seasons. It throws people off. Like if you have any advice for New Yorkers, most people don't want to give New Yorkers advice, right? Or just New York City as a whole. Given yeah. your, your one, I'd love to hear your perspective. Like for give it advice for like people who are here now. Like Yeah, like general New Yorkers, like native New Yorkers. New yeah, York city. And I have to take this advice myself because like New Yorkers, we tend to feel like we're special, right? Like that, like we got this, like, it's a, we're, we live in this really cool place and no one can ever take that away from us. But I think a lot of New Yorkers have a really big chip on their shoulder. So mm-hmm. I would say, you know, forget that. <laughs> Definitely forget that. Okay. Thank you for noting that. Cause I've, I've seen a little bit of that chip on that shoulder <laughs> throughout my time here, but I love it. That's, that's why I'm here. Right. I love New York and I love the people that are in it. So perfectly said there. Now I want to round up your New York story segment with um, something that might just throw you off, but you might, is there any specific quote that you've heard with regards to New York that resonates with you or one that you can call your own that comes to you right now with regards? To I think, oh my, I think it's something along the lines of like, I don't know. New York is such a hard place to live. And 
but we also can't live anywhere else. It's, it's, it's something like that. It's like, it's like, you're crazy to leave. You're crazy to stay sort of thing. Like yeah. we're just kind of stuck here and we complain about it every day. The traffic, the people, it's disgusting. <laughs> like, but like, where else would I go? <laughs> I hear you. So it's like a love hate, but mostly love. Yeah. Kind of like that. Okay. So I've loved getting to know about your New York story. I love the New Yorker energy you're bringing to our interview. It's so exciting to like speak to a native, spoken to natives, but I just love, you know, hearing from more natives um, as do I'm sure my listeners, but let's roll into the second segment where we're going to talk more specifically about yourself and raising New Yorkers and, you know, all the insight, you know, with regards to this. Um, so where I like to start is tell me a little bit about your background, like just career wise, um, what brought you to, you know, specifically focusing with parenting and, and what it is you do. Gossip Nista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so I'm a writer and an editor, and I've been doing that for about 10 years, um, a little over 10 years now. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, I was in school for acting, but I never pursued it professionally. Like I went to Tisch at NYU, and it was a lot of fun. Um, But I am a writer and an editor, and specifically focusing on parenting, because I think I mentioned to you, after I came back from L.A., I was, um, I found myself pregnant with, you know, my now husband, um, we were having a baby and I really didn't have any way to kind of like make money or, or a job. So at the time, like mommy blogging was kind of up and coming. And so I applied on Craigslist to a job for a local, I think it was called like New York mom's world. They were looking okay. for a Manhattan editor to talk about fun things to do with kids around town. And I was pregnant. I was like, well, this I'm qualified because I'm yeah. going to be mom. <laughs> yeah. And then it just sort of went from there. And I sort of fell into my passion. I like to say that I like birth my career and birth my kid, my son oh. at the same time. So I've been incredibly lucky to, and I feel like I owe my son a lot because he was really able to kind of like open my eyes to what I love and what I love to do. And it's mm-hmm. been an incredible journey, I have to say. I love how you just put that together. Like you birth your son and your career. Okay. Tell us about your, your family and, and, you know, just paint us a picture of, of, of the bronze Silva family and, you know, how, how, how many little ones you have again, where you live and what that encompasses. Yeah. Right. So currently we live in Chelsea. I, um, with my husband and my two boys, they're almost 10 and six. And my husband actually, um, was born and raised in New York city too, in Astoria, Queens. Okay. And, um, he's an NYPD. He's a, he's a detective for the, wow. Oh, wow. I love that. We're, we're pretty New York. Yeah. I mean, you can't get more New York than NYPD, two natives. Yeah. And raising children in New York. Yeah, so it's been a wild ride, but so much fun. <laughs> mm, okay, okay. And because you noted like rent controlled, right? And Chelsea or rent, is it rent stabilized? stabilized. Rent controlled. There's... Like, yeah, stabilized. Okay, okay. And so it only, tell me a little bit about this. I'm going to have someone to come on the podcast to talk about this specifically, but I'm curious to know from your perspective, like how one comes into a rent stabilized apartment, what the benefits of that is. And, and, yeah, you know. I really, I mean, I think with the rules now, you really have to be immediately related to someone, which is my mm. in- 
gifts. Um, okay. I don't think that you can pass it down to friends or like distant relatives or anything like that. But um, actually my, so I'm in a rent stabilized place. And so is my sister-in-law, you know, she's living in the apartment she grew up in, in Astoria. Um, but it's just like so many little things. Um, so as far as like advice, I don't know, because I didn't come in, like I came into it, like through my mother. <laughs> like, so I don't really know what to tell you, but I think getting people, I know there's stuff like that housing connect where you, the lottery for like the 80, 20, um, people don't know about that. I think that's such a great resource. Like, because I know these new luxury buildings, they get like a big tax break if they bring in lower middle income mm -hmm. residents. So, okay, perfect. Thank you for a little insight on that. So back to your family, like tell us what the experience has been raising, you know, two boys in the city. Yeah. So it's been amazing up until the pandemic. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, cause this is also like what I was doing. Like when my kids were little, I was still doing that. Like I was writing for publications mm -hmm. and editing for publications that were really focused on things to do with kids in New York city. So okay. I was like, it was like, I hit the jackpot. I was like getting to go to like events and take them places and try out new, you know, yeah. like spaces with my baby. And it was so fun. And, you know, my mother did the same thing. Like when, when she was little, we went to muse, she took me to museums when I was little, we tried out everything. We tried all these restaurants. We, so I was really happy having that same experience with my kids and yeah. loving it you know then of course the pandemic hit and it became incredibly hard um right. I never really thought much about the space right because the space is small but I grew up in a semi-smallish apartment you know a good size but you know good size compared to what right so like so it became crazy like like just kids bouncing off the walls stuck inside yeah. and that's when I started to feel like wow, maybe New York city isn't the best place for my kids because I can't get them outside. And then like, you know, cause normally it's like a few months out of the year, you're stuck inside maybe because of bad weather, but you can still go to a museum. You can still right. take somewhere. Everything, when everything was shut down, I was like, I honestly, I was like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. We made it through two years later. Okay. How did you pivot? How did you pivot there? Like, what did you do as resources to kind of, you know, engage them and, and keep them stimulated? Yeah, I think it helped, even though we weren't able to see them for a little while that I had family close by. Mm -hmm. So when things were right at the top, the height of it, no, I wasn't seeing my parents or my um, in-laws, but still like later on into 2020, my parents were coming over. We were, you know, I had my sister-in-law, my father-in-law, like just being able to like safely see people. Right. That was really key. So I was really blessed there too, because I know a lot right. of people, especially transplants that come from other places, they don't have right. really close by. So yep. I was, that was really a blessing to me and my family that we, that we were able to see each other. Um, so that was great. And then we did like, I did a lot of online classes with them, um, enrolled them and all these sort of like virtual camps, virtual classes mm -hmm. until they became absolutely burnt out. Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they're so happy they could be out and about right now at this oh, yeah. point. So um, I, I want to get more into specific things about, you know, what are some of the favorite things you've enjoyed raising kids here in the city? And then what are the least favorite things? I know you noted some at the beginning of our conversation, but let's like dive deeper into it. Okay. So yeah, definitely my favorite thing about raising kids in New York mm -hmm. City is that they are exposed to so much culture and diversity and, and art and the arts. Um, there's the new Victory Theater. We actually just went to see something there. I think it's called Airplay. Like where they, it was amazing. So okay. there's so many resources to like inundate your kids in the arts. The libraries here are fantastic. Mm -hmm. Just kind of like just 
living and breathing that New York City energy, I think has really been invaluable for my kids. Um, you know, rollerblading, you know, on blacktops, like in lo local parks and things like that. So that has been my favorite thing. And then sort of watching them enjoy the same things I enjoyed as a kid growing up in New York City. Yeah. Um, you know, they're there's really my, my older son's actually in little league. So like there are resources there, you know, even though you're living in this sort of like urban life, but yeah, so my least favorite thing is definitely the school system is very hard to navigate, um, navigate, um, applying to schools, you know, when in the height of the pandemic, we actually pulled my older son out of his public school. We put him in a parochial school. So mm -hmm. the school system is challenging and there's just so many people. I mean, when you think about all the people that live in New York city and then like all their children, like yeah. kind yeah. of crazy, it's crazy. So I, I don't like that. I don't like that. We're you're kind of feeling like you're competing for spots at public school. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, but um, so I would say that's probably my least favorite thing. And then sometimes, honestly, as a parent, even though I grew up here, my husband grew up here, sometimes I feel like I'm exposing them to too much. Like mm -hmm. I, there's so many things in New York City that you can't control, you know, right. you don't know what you're going to be meeting on the subway at any given day, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, yeah. you don't mm -hmm. know. Like, mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, I see them get scared or grossed out and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. How do you explain that? I mean, I've had a friend who's come from out of town, her little boys were wandering around, you know, and they see things and it's just like, whoa, how do you, how do you explain that? Right. Whether it's an yeah. ad or someone, you know, on the street doing something, how have you like, you know, installed that like New Yorker this yeah. right into them? I think New York kids, and I can speak for myself too, we grow up a little bit fast. Um, you're kind of forced to, you know, mm -hmm. like not to say that their innocence is sort of stripped away from them, but sometimes it actually is yeah. like the stuff that you see on the street. Right. Um, so first and foremost, we, we sort of laugh. We're always laughing. Like these are like, like, so I'm trying to, I don't want my kids to be afraid that, you know, it's kind of, we try to make a joke out of it in a way that's like, it's cool. This is where we live. Like, it's fine. Like, like you know, it happens. And right. then of I'm available for any questions or communication they have about anything. Um, if it's something like crazy, like, I don't know, like someone screaming profanities on the street, we just, we, we sort of just like leave it. It is like the, if the person's not well, and then we go right. home. Like, like, I'm not going to, you know, deep dive into, you know, all the mental illness you can see on right. the block in New York city. It's just too much for them. But if they have questions, I'm here to answer it. Okay. I love it. It's just like, going about your day, laughing if it's funny, you know, just kind of um, brushing it to the side in a way, right? Yeah, like I think not... they'll inevitably grow up to those to be those jaded New Yorkers like the rest <laughs> of us. They just kind of can walk with our blinders on and not <laughs> just, you know, just whatever. Okay, that person's having a moment, but I still have to get to work, so. Right, well, well they're often, kids are often to react the way their parents do, right? And if you like are, are not like, oh my God, they will be, oh my, oh my gosh, right? Like yeah. freaking out over it. So thank exactly. you for kind of putting that perspective to it there all right so any unique experiences stories you know raising um your two boys here just overall raising kids in New York City I know I asked about just you overall yeah. but yeah I mean definitely the commuting between boroughs for preschool is a super unique experience mm -hmm. um I think um taking my kids places later like in the day when it's sort of emptied out that's been one of my favorite things to do mm -hmm. even though it's like Times Square is definitely not a favorite place of ours but if it's like if there's nobody there or taking them to the museum of natural history, maybe like right before it closes where it's like empty and they get to kind of like experience the magic of these places without other people. Oh, okay. I like <laughs> you know, that. I love New Yorkers, but like watching my kids, like kind of just be able to explore and roam and, you know, and to kind of take in all these amazing landmarks, like in a sort of 
free open way. Um, I think that's great. Love that. And so what is the bad rep with Times Square? Can you please tell me as a native New Yorker, like what, like it's, it's such a stimulating fast pace. I feel like it just represents New York, you know, in a way, not fully, but like in a way, like the energy. So I grew up on 43rd Street and 10th Avenue, three blocks from Times yeah. Square. My father worked for many years in a restaurant on 43rd between 6th and 7th, like in the wow. heart of Times mm-hmm. Square. Mm-hmm. And I will say that um, it, it wasn't always what it is now. It was a really seedy place, like, you know, like strip clubs, lots yeah. of like drug use, prostitution, all mm-hmm. of that. Um, they cleaned it up you know, cleaned it up and like and tried to, to make it better. And I think like Disney came in, Disney bought up a lot of property. They have that theater where you can see Aladdin. I think it used to be the Lion King. And then they sort of made it into like Main Street USA, you know, mm-hmm. like where, you know, you can shop for things at overpriced chain stores and, you know, so there's, I think the uniqueness of Times Square went away mm-hmm. and it's, of course, it's still being like a, a really, really popular tourist destination. It brought in all those people who sort of like prey on tourists. So yeah, yeah. It does, it's just not my favorite place. It really hasn't been for a while. I mean, okay. I think I hung out there a handful of times. I did one New Year's Eve there, but I was young and it was at my father's restaurant. So, but I would never go down there for New Year's Eve, New Year's Eve, especially, but I did go recently. I went to the new victory theater on 42nd street with my mother and my children to watch a show. And it was an amazing experience. And we hopped over to the stranger things pop up. So it was, mm-hmm. it can be, you know, it's definitely manageable. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I love how you have that just run through in history and how you literally grew up on it. I know there's a documentary on what, Times Square was before on one of the streaming channels that's pretty extreme so that would give individuals of like what Times Square was before and what it's become now and it's just like a hodgepodge like you said of everything rolled into one spot so I could see how it might be too much for New Yorkers okay Bethany I want to ask you you know you literally have lived you know the New York lifestyle raising New Yorkers you've given so many good tips already any um, more specific tips that you can kind of run down for individuals looking to have children in the city, raise children in the city? Uh, yeah, so I would say um, definitely start to learn you know, the schools here. Like that's that's first and foremost, because it can take a while. And if you're not really familiar with it, it can definitely is there's a definite learning curve. Um, and then, you know, reach out some of the most valuable resources for me. For raising kids here has actually been those Facebook communities, like Facebook groups, um, which you, right. I, which me, I'm like, you can't tell me anything. Like I'm from here, but I learned so much, yeah. um, really, especially when it comes to schools, the moms on there, they know everything they know when the playgrounds are open for are closed for construction. So it's great. I think um, tapping into other New Yorkers as a resource is really, really great. Um, and then just remember, like, sometimes, you know, it could feel like you're trapped as a parent, like you, you don't have a backyard, you know, like, and, and then the idea of like, getting the kids on a train or maybe the cost of a taxi to go to another location to give them an experience. It could really seem exhausting and not worth it. I promise you it is. It's definitely worth it. Use the subway system as your friend, you know, take, go to Flushing Meadows, you know, go to Prospect Park. We have five incredible zoos in every borough of this city. And And, you know, do it like there's things to do and I you know it's exhausting it's exhausting you, you know, it's not just like you don't have the luxury of just like popping the kids in the car and sitting and going you have to navigate other people you have to navigate public transportation you never know what you're going to get but I think the experience that you will get far outweighs anything that you know you might be worried about you said five different zoos which is your favorite 
Oh, that's a good one. I mean, I think I love Central Park Zoo. It's so, it's so iconic. I love the seals. Um, there used to be a polar bear. He's what? gone. Oh. <laughs> Another brown bears, but like the penguins, the seals. It's so iconic. I love that park. I love that park. They have a really cool um, play space for younger kids. Okay. So they can just like spend hours there and mm-hmm. you, they're mm-hmm. like, they're in there, they're safe. Like, and so, and, it's, and then it's Central Park. So it's just like this, like the beauty of just being, the, being there is amazing. Okay, perfect. Bethany, I'm going to ask this question because it's something I've noticed when, you know, I moved to New York, something I'm sure people notice often, and it's moms walking around in strollers and getting up the stairs <laughs> in the subway or just, and, and I'm like, wait, how does a mom do it? And I'm sure this has been part of your upbringing and raising boys. I'm um, breaking a sweat just thinking about it. <laughs> tell me how you guys navigate this and tips like that, right? I remember how I said New Yorkers are kind someone's going to help you wait. Maybe you have to wait a minute or two. Someone will help you. And if you don't want, I mean, and then, you know, like there are strollers, I mean, like there are strollers that you could get that are lightweight. My Mm -hmm. kids, we, we never bought those fancy expensive strollers because I knew I was going to be lugging it, banging it Mm -hmm. up against subways and this and that, and like walking with it forever. Like, so I didn't buy those crazy ones with the contraptions. It was one, it had to just fold easily. So I can't tell you how many times I had a baby in one hand and a folded stroller in the other. So I think get a folding stroller that like you could fold in a snap, but you know, I think someone will, someone should help you. I I just, I, I, I can't imagine like someone not helping you. Someone has helped me. Someone helped me all the time. And then even when I felt good enough to do it on my own, someone always like mid climb (laughs) just try to jump in but you know like I think someone will help you (laughs) I love that no and I do see that all the time and 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 do you or do you feel comfortable did you roam around the city on your own as a as a kid and would you feel comfortable do you feel comfortable letting your kids go out there navigate the subway and buses I'm just gonna ask all these questions that I'm sure people are thinking that's a good question and Uh the answer is yes I did and no I won't So I, I navigated the, I was on the city bus in fifth, fifth grade, um, 10, 11 years old. I was taking the city bus. This is before cell phones, tracking systems, anything. I got to the Upper East side and the Upper West side for schools and, um, did it and, and just did it, you know, hung out. There were times when we would hang out after school, even in middle school. And I wouldn't come home till the sun went down. And honestly, my parents had no way of getting in touch with me because we had a beeper. (laughs) It was crazy. So would I do that now with my own kids? No. And that's not to say that I um, was so bad. Like Mm -hmm. I was doing just normal kids. So just hanging out, like hanging out fine. You know, I mean, actually, this is so funny. I hope my friends watch this because in high school, every, it was either Friday or Saturday, we would all meet on 86 and Broadway. Okay. No one had a cell phone. Like no one had cell phones. No one had anything. We would just wait on 86 and Broadway and people just show up. And then you know, you know what we did? We did. We would walk up to like one sixteenth in Broadway, and then walk back down, and people would go. <laughs> like, I love it. That was like your hangout on on weekend. And yeah, it's just like you, you weren't like, where are you at? Like, what are you doing? What's going on? It was like you're here, or you're not. <laughs> like, okay. So it's hard for me to say. I think when my boys hit high school, 
and they have each other. I was an only child. So they have each other to kind of like look out for one another. I mean, I would definitely have to be tracking their every move, like via mm-hmm. cell phone, smartphone mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Like I sometimes like my, to my mom and dad, I'm like, what were you thinking? Yeah. Um, yeah well, I mean, we, we have a lot of tough New Yorkers, right? And that's what makes part of the experience of shapes of New York too, a New Yorker, right? Yeah. But yeah. Whether you let them or not, New York as a whole is going to shape them. So yeah. yeah, thank you for kind of sharing your insight there. I had a question. It's, it's, it's well, one, do both of your boys go to the same school? They used to. And then um, mid pandemic, we pulled my older son out in the middle of third grade and he went to a parochial school, like a Catholic school down the street. Okay. And do you um, advise, like you said, a Catholic school more so, uh, more private versus public? No, I advise public. I think public school, the public school system, if you can get a good one. I mean, I know that's hard. Like, was this so vague? Like, what's a good one? Yeah, that's, okay. that re- that's where that research comes in. You know, mm-hmm. in elementary school, you're sort of zoned for a school. We got fortunate that our elementary school that we're zoned for here in Chelsea is a great, oh, like a highly ranked public school. But where I grew up in Hell's Kitchen, there were no highly ranked public schools. So we went to something called the GNT, the gifted and talented system. But essentially you take a pretty rigorous test and then based on where you score, you're then entered into a lottery and then picked like, it's crazy. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's so many different components. So I actually went to one of the, the best elementary schools in the city It's called the Anderson program. A lot of it was sure. I guess I was a bright kid, but a lot of it was kind of luck. Um, and so not because, yeah, because not all, it's not just a lottery for anybody. As far as I know how it is right now, then things are changing. So I could be wrong, but how it was then it was sort of, you had a rank, you had to get like a 98 or a 99 score. And from that test, then they threw that pool into a lottery and picked based on the um, open spaces. Yeah, okay. so it's crazy. And then for preschool, pre-K, my little one got priority because he had a sibling in that school. So that's a big thing too, sibling priority. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so many logistics, I can't keep up. But definitely, I'm glad that people will have this resource. Um, I, I, you noted zoning. Is like where you live in the area going to be important to the school district your, your child ends up going to? Or can you get into one outside because like, you lived in Queens and then you you brought them into Manhattan? Yeah. You can, it, it can happen again. I, I mean, you can do a whole podcast episode on <laughs> schools in New York city and maybe you should, because like, <laughs> I think a lot of parents would, would love, love that. And like, I'm only an expert as far as like my own kids are concerned. I can't really advise people you know, on like where to live or where you should live. Because first of all, like you don't have that many options like in New York city, because things are exorbitantly expensive and, you know, you kind of just like, like you, you live where you can, <laughs> like, you know, so, but, um, so I would say, yeah, there's, if you, if you want to go the public school route and you are privileged enough to pick a, a great neighborhood where you live, then yes, do that if you can. Thank you, Thank you for putting it, you know, in that context. Okay. So um, I'm going to ask this question and, um, it's just a random question that I do want to know. I know recently in the school uh, system, there's been um, a change in the menus that kids are being served. And I want to hear your thought and perspective on this. Uh, you know, there's a vegan Fridays that yeah. were re- recently implemented from a mom, from a New Yorker. I want to hear your thoughts and perspective on, on some of the changes. Yeah, I think that's great. Why not? I mean, kids, I mean, when my experience with school lunch in New York City is mm-hmm. kind of profoundly negative. Mm. So if they're making changes for the better to give our kids more healthy options to sort of broaden their horizons, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. My kids don't eat the school lunch though, because I will say that despite best efforts, it's still 
I mean, it's gross. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. Like my six-year-old will not eat school lunch. Like okay. he won't touch it. And I think it's because, you know, I know the breakfasts are like, it's hard. It's so hard. It's a huge city with so many people and yeah. there are limited, there's limited funds. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard. So I, I don't know really what to say about that because my kids don't eat it. They don't eat it. They don't think it's, I, I personally think it's a fantastic idea. Like when you, when you, on paper, like bring it on, bring on the vegan options, bring on like different, like cultural cuisines, let's do it. But like, I'm not sure how it's, you know, being implemented or if it's being implemented in a way that kids are really responding to my kids don't, they don't like, it. <laughs> do you take them lunch? Do they pack lunch? That's how it works. I make their lunch. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Bethany, you've been such a huge resource with regards to, you know, how you've navigated raising New Yorkers, how others can navigate or understand a bit more about raising New Yorkers. I want to know if I missed anything here, if there's anything else you'd like to note with regards to, you know, raising New Yorkers. No, there's just so many great resources out there. I think if you're feeling not like, if you don't know where to start, definitely look at Chalkbeat, look at newyorkfamily.com, um, New York Family Magazine. They have a print and a digital version. There's Mommy Poppins, which is like great resource for like things to do, places to go in a pinch, even like, you're, you know, you can look, they have a great calendar for the day of. So I think there's amazing resources out there. Um, and I just hope that you find them and that they're helpful to you. <laughs> I will plug all those in. We'll connect on that, but please tell individuals where they can connect with you and learn more from you. And if they have any questions. So I'm primarily on Instagram at Bethany Braun Silva. That's where I post all my sort of New York happenings with my kids and things like that. So that's probably the best way to connect. With awesome. All right. So we're moving into our third segment here, Bethany. Thank you for the first two. This one's going to be a, a minute speed round. It won't be a minute, but we'll try to make it fast. It's like, uh, just asking these questions first thing that comes to your mind just uh, are you okay to play that yeah let's do it (laughs) okay first question is uptown or downtown downtown east or west side west side 100 west side all right okay um subway or bus well i'm a bus girl i took the m11 bus that's my bus (laughs) i'm I'm a bus girl too i'm starting to like the bus and i'm I'm fairly new here okay um favorite new york neighborhood um i love the upper west side because that's like really what i identify with my childhood but i'm also love i love east village Mm, too two different worlds but i I love that all right favorite new york borough manhattan favorite new york food and restaurant Okay, pizza, bagels, pizza and bagels. So there used to be, oh my gosh, well, there used to, I think there's still pick a bagel, but pick a bagel is my favorite bagel place ever. That was actually good. I went to middle school on the east side, so that's yep. where pick a bagels generally are. Pizza, so there's Claudio's Pizza on 43rd and 10th. That's my, again, maybe you don't like that kind of pizza, but it's my pizza that I grew up with across the street. Oh, and Sacco. I don't know if Sacco's still there. That's on 9th Avenue. They made, they were like the first to do like really thin crust Ooh. by the slice. They were great. So New York pizza. Favorite <laughs> season in New York? Oh, summer. So, ooh, oh, please tell me. It's stinky and hot and miserable, but it's just like people are out, like in the street. Like, I love it. I love the summer in New York. What do you, what do your boys think about the sunbathing in Central Park? Is that something that's become normal? Yeah, I mean, they love that because we also go to Chelsea Pierce Park. There's sunbathers mm-hmm. there too. We're at, you know, we're in the Rockaways every weekend. You know, like we, we love the summer. Summer in New York normal. It's, such, it's so great. And then it's like okay. you can be out late, the sun's out. Like, I love summer. I love that you love it and you're painting such a great picture. Uh, all right, um, favorite non-tourist uh, destination, New York non-tourist destination. I really like Riverside Park. Mm. I think, you know, it's sort of like not, it's not as grand and big as Central Park, but there's so many really cool, there's an awesome skate park. They have like soccer mm. fields. So I think Riverside Park. 
And uh, favorite tourist destination in New York City? Oh, the Museum of Natural History, for sure. Okay, love that. Um, favorite holiday in the city? Christmas, yes. <laughs> Christmas, that's a beautiful, magical, yes, magical. Favorite New York uh, movie or TV show? Ooh, okay, Seinfeld, TV show, hands down. Okay. Except that it's so disappointing to me that they filmed on a lot in LA. Like, <laughs> so, like, yeah. But, you know, that's that show is, kid. I don't know. Yeah. Um, New York movie. Oh my gosh, there's so many. Definitely, I don't know, I would say like Annie Hall. Um, but there was like the Saints of New York or something like about, and actually took place in the story of Queens. I think Channing Tatum was in it and Shia LaBeouf. Mm. I love that one. Um, that right. seemed real to me, it seemed real. I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up and we'll plug it in here too. I got a lot of plugins <laughs> to do. Okay, perfect. Um, favorite uh, weekend getaway from New York? Uh, you know, I think I, 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 we went actually during the pandemic to the Jersey Shore, Long Beach Island, and that was okay. close enough, and it was still the beach, though so I like that. We're beach people, so that was, that was nice. Perfect. Okay, and uh, this is a random, and I'm gonna throw it, I just started this one on a scale of one through ten. How good of a driver would you say you are? I'm a good driver. I'm a good yeah. driver. I got my okay. license early. If you take driver's ed in New York City, you can get your license like a year early. Like, so it, instead of 18, because it's 18 here, I got it mm -hmm. at 17. I passed on the first try. I am a good oh driver. I'm good. But like, I have a group of five girlfriends that are like my core group and three of them don't drive. Okay. I don't even think okay. they've ever been behind a wheel. Okay, they're like from New York and they don't drive? They don't drive, they don't drive. Okay. Brandy, Julia, Delilah, I'm calling you out, they don't drive. Uh, I love, I, I had to ask, this is the question, whether you're a New Yorker or not, like I'm just curious, I want to throw people and I drive them everywhere, like if not, not so much anymore, but like if we had a friend's wedding, like I'm driving, like so I drive everybody. Yeah. Oh wow, I haven't driven since I've moved to uh, New York and yeah, but we do have a car, we do have a car. All right, um, one word to describe New York City? Energy, like energetic. Perfect, and then best tip on how to live your best life in New York City? Oh, you know, you have to follow the unwritten rules of New York City, but also not be afraid to like break some and make your own. Perfectly said there, that's that like big. your quote. That was almost like your quote <laughs> of, of, of New York City. All right, Bethany, you have been amazing. You have brought so much energy, literally as your keyword uh, to New York City. I appreciate you, appreciate all you do, and thank you for your time. We will connect again soon. Thank you so much. You are great. Thanks for tuning in to Gossip Mista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at Gossip Mista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live and breathe New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at gossipmista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossip Nista.